Now, I hope everyone did their homework for this one. We're a strictly professional operation here. <laughs> yes, professional. Yes, my, my wife was like, Batman's penis. What kind of, <laughs> what kind of podcast is this? A, one that duck. talks about bat dongs and duck dongs. <laughs> True, that would be weird, I guess, if your wife just looked over and went, oh, what are you talking about? Yeah, oh, Daniel, Daniel's making me look at this. Oh, what is it? Oh, it's Batman's penis. Oh, look okay. at it! I never said you all had to look at it. I actually told my wife th about this, and she goes, so it's going to be a sausage party talking about a sausage party. Yeah, pretty much. Hello, super friends, and welcome to Nerds for Normal People, the podcast bringing nerd culture to a normal world. I am your master of the geekly arts, Daniel Dunstan. And with me today are some good friends to help us talk about some of the big moments recently in nerd culture. First up, we have David Hood. Glad to be back. Good to have you back. Next, we have Noah Day. Hey, it's me, your best friend Noah. I haven't heard from you in a while. Okay, we'll catch up later. <laughs> no, no, we'll just catch up now. Uh <laughs> I'm just talking to our fan, be like, hey, it's me, it's me, your best friend Noah. <laughs> our fan. <laughs> and of course, we also have Christopher Tomlin. I'm just glad that uh, to find out that this has not happened for a while and that you guys just didn't stop calling me to be on your podcast. <laughs> <laughs> See, well, I thought that was me. <laughs> we we tried, but you know, then eventually we're like, well, no one else wants to come on. I, I mean, we we still have Bill. We I do still was, have Bill. That's true. I know I was uh, I know I was in Italy, but I sent you all my comments and questions in a message in a bottle to get back to you. You know, since I couldn't oh. be there, a message no one included. In bottle. Yes, I tossed one over from from Italy. You didn't put that in the podcast. <laughs> No, I don't mm. think we did. Okay. I can safely say I'm nowhere near a beach to receive that, so I'm sorry. Yeah, Noah, did you think it would go into the river that some movies seem to think runs through Lexington? I put a, I put a good spin on it, you know? Put a, put a tight spin, <laughs> spiral on it whenever I give it a toss over. A tight so, who spin. Knows? <laughs> yeah, it's pretty tight, pretty tight spin, or however they do in football. What's this that's just floating in my toilet? It's a letter from Noah. <laughs> Says, hey, it's me, your best friend Noah. <laughs> well, but it was you in Italy, so it's, hey, it's a me, your it's best a, friend it's Noah. It's a me, Noah. <laughs> hey, it's yeah. me, Noah. It's a me, a Bowser. And I'm, wa I'm Wa Noah. That's what I am. <laughs> I'm Waluigi, so I have no part in any larger proceedings. <laughs> No, see, you're just not allowed into Super Smash Bros. You can go play tennis. <laughs> I really can't, though. <laughs> All right. So there have actually been a lot of trailers released recently, but we're going to focus on just mainly two of them that came up. Uh, the first one is Marvel has finally released their trailer for Captain Marvel. That's their next movie coming up. It's coming out March 8th, which is International Women's Day, and this is the first ever, or the first solo film 
uh, led by a female superhero in the Marvel Universe. Which has, is obviously a big deal. And you have Brie Larson as Carol Danvers, Jude Law as an unnamed Star Force commander, who's totally not Marvel. <laughs> That's a bulky name for a character. <laughs> yeah, just unnamed Star Force commander. It made it. It made him. It, it took a really long time to do the read through because of it. Because <laughs> <laughs> they had to read his name each time. Mm. Uh, it is set in the nineties, as evidenced by one of the first shots of the movie is her falling into a blockbuster. <laughs> so I also you, don't forget you, that scene where she crashes the Soul Asylum um, concert. You, you might be mistaken because this could also be taking place in Alaska, where blockbusters still exist. <laughs> Only a few exist in Alaska. They still I, exist. I think they have confirmed it is in the 90s. You have a young Nick Fury, a young Agent Phil Coulson, uh, Ronan the Accuser, and Corinth before they turned evil and appeared in Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, well, well they look younger, too? Like... That, the... I think they'll I think they'll look basically the same. Okay. They'll just say like, oh, Cree don't age that much. Which will probably also be how they get away with like Brie Larson hasn't aged that much before the next Avengers movie. And that's the guy with the big hammer, right? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Alright. Ronan was the blue guy who was the generic bad guy in Guardians of the Galaxy, the first one. And Coranth was the first guy who confronted Peter Quill and like at the end is like oh star lord oh the, in the like in the uh, right after the opening credits yes okay gotcha Roger. when they're at the weird temple right so he, he's gonna be there as a member of star force so what about her punching that old lady I can't watch a movie if she's gonna be punching old lady that's not the kind no, of I can't I, can I can't support that <laughs> No. That is the thing everyone has been asking about is in the trailer. She and she like really punches that old lady. <laughs> this is supposed to be set during the Kree Scroll War to alien races that frequently fight each other and occasionally fight each other on Earth, which is what this will probably be. Uh the scrolls have the ability to shapeshift, which is I assume that old lady is an alien in disguise. I'm, I'm really hoping I like to think that, that she oh, thinks God, it's a lady in disguise, but she's going to jack her and just going to kill the lady. Yeah, wouldn't it be great if everybody just assumes that's the situation, and then we get in the movie, and she's like, this is my stop. And she's like, oh. <laughs> I like to think that she went. they were going for the same seat, and the old lady was just like, too slow, bitch, and she just wailed oh, Maybe she her. told Captain Marvel to smile. Maybe that's what happened. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'll show you smile. <laughs> By the way, if you haven't seen what uh, Brie Larson apparently, because people were saying people were like tweeting at her and stuff that she needed to smile more as Captain Marvel, and someone even did really creepy photoshops of photoshopping a smile onto her. But she, as a response, or someone sent her as a response, and she posted them. A bunch of other Marvel posters with the main characters having weirdly photoshopped smiles, and it is both creepy and hilarious. <laughs> I need to check some of these out. <laughs> but it's the movie. It looks interesting. It's 
she's an interesting character, especially in the comics, and I think they are retooling her origin story to simplify it, which can only be a good thing. But I know I wasn't quite blown away with the trailer. What are yeah. your thoughts, guys? And yeah, I didn't find anything spectacular about trailer. I, I did like the scene with like this quick glimpse of Ronan. I'm like, oh yeah, I liked him in Guardians. I thought it was cool. Mm-hmm. I didn't think it's anything that special. Yeah, I didn't really see anything that special about it. And except the fact that it it looks like it like the things that said to me are like, okay, so we're gonna mess around with time, right? Is that gonna be the thing on this well, one? Well, well, uh, because of the end of Infinity Wars, where Nick Fury was calling her, they're going back to saying how Nick Fury knew about her. Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't think we'll necessarily do time travel in. This one. No, this, there's, this, there are early reports, there, or there's rumors that Avengers 4 will feature a lot of time travel. But mm. I don't think this will. I think it just happens to be set in the 90s. Okay. Uh, people have pointed out there's a line Agent Coulson has in the first Iron Man movie where it's like all this crazy stuff is happening and like he, his response is like, oh, this isn't my first rodeo. And so most people are assuming we're going to see their first rodeo. You know what else that Lion Agent Coulson has in the in the Captain Marvel trailer? Did you guys catch that when Nick Fury is like, we got to do something about this Captain Marvel, and Agent Coulson's like, don't have a cow, man. Do you remember that? <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> you didn't get that? Well, that was, That's I mean, strange. I, I would yeah. think that line would stick out in my memory more. And then they both said, what's up, to each other for like 30 <laughs> seconds. Seemed really out of place for the trailer. <laughs> Yeah, how much are they going to lean into the 90s? I know the new Wonder Woman's the 80s, though, right? That's going to be an 80s thing. Wonder Woman 1982, and something we're going to talk about a little bit later is also 90s, so it's going to be a popular time for (laughs) movies looking backwards. Going back to the 90s. That's kind of fun. Where I was, like, very young, and I don't really remember much of it until about 6, 1996, probably. I hope I'm in the background of a scene drinking some Rolling Rock at, at college. That would be hilarious that they just snuck into your parents' house, get some home movies, and just put that in the background. Yeah. Someone in the background is drinking some ski. I mean, I'm assuming they're setting it in the 90s so they can avoid like the whole, well, why doesn't she call the other Avengers for help, or why don't they show up, or why is half the universe still here? Or maybe they just wanted a chance to digitally de-age Samuel L. Jackson. Yeah, either way. (laughs) I will say, I feel like Samuel L. Jackson looks younger in that trailer than he did in actual movies he was in in the 90s. Yeah, I was going to say the same thing. If he doesn't look exactly like he does in Pulp Fiction... (laughs) Then that's wrong because Pulp Fiction is like 1994. So, like, that's right in the middle. Do you want him to have that same hair? I want him to dress exactly the same with cornrows. Yeah. It would... Are you just going to get up in the middle of the theater if it's not and be like, this is wrong? Yeah. Good day, sir. <laughs> like, I feel like the one they did for Agent Coulson doesn't look as drastic. They just basically filled in his hairline. <laughs> But, like, Samuel L. Jackson, you look at and you're like, one, you're like, oh, he's got both eyes, so this is a thing. But you're just like, what in the world? He looks so young. 
Yeah. Though, like, what are you all, let's see, are you all feeling excited for Captain Marvel? Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I, I'm I feeling like excited. She's kind of like Cal Jordan for me. Like, she's pretty cool. So far, yeah. so far Marvel hasn't really done us wrong. They've had some not so good movies, but I mean, they haven't really had a bad one. Yeah, we have no reason to believe. We have no reason to believe this is going to be bad. Let's be honest. No, no. no. <laughs> I, I, I think honestly, what it is is I think lots of times their first trailers for stuff aren't the best. Because even like Ant Man and the Wasp this year, the first trailer like didn't have any jokes and was generic superhero music as the backdrop and i was just like oh okay and then it wasn't until the second trailer they're like oh here's some of the personality of this movie is this gonna be have any humor in it you think nah i assume simply because it's marvel there was probably some dark serious context to her crashing into that blockbuster (laughs) and punching an old lady in the face (laughs) Yeah, that punching an old lady in the face is going to be the most serious punching an old lady in the face. That old lady's actually a Nazi. (laughs) I'm just teasing. I think it will have some humor just because all the Marvel movies have at least a little bit. Um, It'll probably be more-ish on the serious side. Think like some of the Captain America movies, but even those still have funny parts. I like how she makes beams come out of her hands. Mm-hmm. You know. Because it's like, in the comics, I feel like her powers are, like, beams that come out of her hands, flight, and then whatever powers she currently needs for the story that she's in. She's pretty, too. Am I allowed to say she's pretty? I don't know. No. I don't know. I, I believe you are allowed to say okay, that. She's very It's okay. Well, this isn't live, so you can edit that out later. <laughs> or just have him say it the entire time. <laughs> No, I'm just going to edit Chris into saying that for other topics. <laughs> yeah. Can I bring up the fact that Captain Marvel's pretty again? I, I don't know. I, mean, I don't know. I mean, I, I mean, we are in sort of a, you know, a, a cultural atmosphere where I, I you know, I, I don't think know as if it's all right as for me to say that. Well, I mean, I think, can you say that uh, Steve Rogers is a prime piece of beefcake? I'm sure you can. I do. Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. In my secret times. What? <laughs> Your secret times and your podcasts. <laughs> I think you can say it. I think as long as it's not like that's the only identifying factor for her, then. Well, yeah, that's what I meant. Yeah. Like that, no, I meant that that's the oh. only identifying factor for her. No, I'm joking. You of just course, wish no, she of course would not. smile I just, more. No, I just, I just think she's. I just think she. I think she's pretty. Just like I thought, you know, Wonder Woman was pretty. I mean, I think you know. Mm-hmm. That's by design. Look, they cast attractive people in those roles, right? Well, that's Hollywood. Yeah. They cast attractive people in every role. Right. Like Ready Player One, based on the book, like they're supposed to look like just average people, if not maybe even in some cases not that attractive people. But they're like, well, it's Hollywood, so they have to reach a certain level of attractiveness. Right. I don't know. I kind of would like one movie where the person just looks like Shrek. <laughs> like le- just a live action Shrek movie is what you want? No, no, I, I don't want it to be an actual Shrek movie. I just wanted to be some dude that looks like Shrek in like a Marvel movie, just completely out of place. And but the movie's all about him. We'll save that for. Uh, oh, there's got to be a 
I'm in my mind racking my head for a Marvel character that would fit that role. Make, make, I would say... Make a movie about the Blob. Oh, the X-Men character, the Blob? Yeah. See, I was going to say the X-Men character, Dupe, who is a floating alien who has no legs, but just kind of floats around and mm. speaks in an alien language. Awesome. Do that. Get that done. Are they ever Are they ever going to put that Modoc guy in a movie? Uh, he has been in the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. TV show. In what? some capacity. What? What, did he look all, like a big giant head with tiny legs and arms? No, they were kind of subtle with it. Like, it was basically a series of robot bodies of this dude, and, like, they were all controlled by his head that was in this big jar and connected to a bunch of computer stuff. And, like, at one... I still didn't piece it together until at one point... He just went like, I'm designed only for combat. And I was like, oh, that's MODOK. <laughs> I still want traditional MODOK in the chair flying around going like, me. <laughs> I want MODOK that is fused to Galactus's ass, like in the What If comic. Oh, yeah. That's what I I'm want. I'm going to say, oh, yeah, like I knew that too. In oh. a Deadpool What If comic. <laughs> Deadpool and Venom what if comic there was a scene where Galactus had Modoc fused to his ass what if comics have had all kinds of things <laughs> what would what would the world be like if that were the case how would <laughs> things change you'd be surprised how much of that changes actually if this guy had another dude on his butt I think there's <laughs> one what if comic where Thanos instead of destroying the universe goes on to be like an Elvis impersonator or something. Hmm. That makes sense. Like he goes to Earth to destroy it and then just like, you know what? I'm going to start my music career. And it is a way bigger bloodbath than Infinity War. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, at that point you're talking 3 quarters of the universe at least. Yeah. <laughs> Voluntarily leaving. <laughs> I will say, people like looked. People when looking into because that's released a poster for Captain Marvel, and people looked and found out like there is. It looks like a cat in one corner of a poster, mm. and like she does in the comics, I believe, have a sort of alien cat named Chewie, who I believe can also teleport. So who knows, maybe we're on our way to a Pet Avengers movie. I would say that'd be copyright, but that's kind of Disney-Disney. Yeah, it would be copyright if they didn't own everything. (laughs) What other pets have been introduced into the Marvel Universe? It's just the one, if that cat's Uh, even a thing. It would be hilarious if if the cat Chewie comes in and just starts making Wookiee noises. (laughs) (laughs) They just get that same voice actor who does that to, like, voice the cat. Why do you call him Chewy? Oh, okay. <laughs> I figured it'd just be, like, an Easter egg, though. Like, the her cat. Like, I doubt it's gonna be, like, a... It'll probably just end up being, like, a normal cat. Yeah. Named Chewy. It'll just be well, like, oh, look at well, that. Well, or what they do is... They make it be a little comic relief. Whereas that you think it's a normal cat, and then, like, in some sort of second... Credit sequence, the cat does something silly, you know. And then she punches it in the face. Or the cat will have Stanley's voice and I'll be the cameo. The cat will have a Stanley cameo. <laughs> yeah. Maybe. Maybe they'll treat it like the giant ant in Ant Man that just sort of hangs around. 
That's fine. Any other thoughts for Captain Marvel? Uh, you know, I think you know DC was the first uh, first people to get to the uh, female-led superhero movie, but uh, I think that this one will be a lot better. I think they'll, uh, you know, I think they kind of stumbled a little bit with hers. I didn't think Wonder Woman was the best, but um, I, I kind of feel like Marvel nail it. So I mean, cool. you can't you can't blame Mar- Marvel. Marvel hasn't had a female character, especially not starred by Scarlett Johansson, to star in her own movie. There is talk of a solo Black Widow movie in the works. That should have been done a while ago. I agree. <laughs> I think if they can, I think if they can drum up the necessary excitement that this is another slam dunk, and there's no reason not to think that. The problem is, is that. No one knows who Captain Marvel is. It did, now, it worked for Guardians, but you also uh-huh. had Chris Pratt, Bradley Cooper. You know, like you had a lot going for you there. Um, with this, it's, uh, you know, it's going to have to be good because you're going to have to have, I think you're going to have to have a situation where somebody goes to see it who knows Captain Marvel or is open to it. Then they have to, mm-hmm. that word of mouth has to be a thing. And the word of mouth has to be good enough that people who don't know who Captain Marvel is, are intrigued enough to go see it, I think. Yeah, I think that, too. It's, uh... Yeah, because I, I know Captain Marvel's is probably, honestly, in comics more well-known than the Guardians were at the time of their movie, but for the audience who doesn't read comics, they might have heard of her in passing, but not... And let's face it, there is a heavy majority that don't read the comics that watch the movies. Oh yeah, oh and yeah. That's so, what I'm saying. Like you have to have you have to, you're gonna have a whole bunch of people who are gonna be like Captain Marvel, and eh, I go, I think I'll wait for video on this one. And it's gonna have to be good enough that people are gonna have to go. Oh no no no, it's good enough. You should go see it in the theater. Okay, all right, well, I'll do that. Well, the other thing is, it's going to probably tie in heavily to Avengers four, and it's coming out just two months before Avengers four hits theaters. So some people might even go see it just because they'll want to know what's going to happen or what they need to know before Avengers 4 happens. Because that post credit scene in Infinity War made it very clear she's going to play a big part in Avengers 4. Mm. That is a good way to set her up to, for success. Mm-hmm. Have a big blockbuster like Infinity Wars and be like, by the way, the next one? Gonna rely on her. Better watch her movie. But yeah, but it also makes Avengers makes her the linchpin for Avengers four. So if yes. everybody if everybody doesn't buy in and go see that in the theater, then they're all playing. You know, they're all trying to figure out who she is in Avengers four, which is not what they want, probably. Probably not. But eh. I doubt they're going to do a huge thing of you have to have seen this to understand everything in Avengers 4. It'll probably just be like, at the end, she'll receive the page or something. But you say she's the linchpin of it, but the entire Infinity Wars, Doctor Strange made a point to make sure Tony Stark was the linchpin. Mm. Like, it was all all to keep Tony alive, to make him prove that he can make Thanos bleed so he doesn't give up. Like, it... It, there was a lot of Tony Stark in Infinity Wars. There's a lot of Tony Stark in everything. Yeah. <laughs> well, let's face it, this will probably be his last movie as Tony Stark. If anything, he'll just be like cameos in like other Spider-Man movies. Maybe. We'll see. 
But I'm I'm excited for Captain Marvel. I think this is a character who also could help open them up to more cosmic storylines. And Marvel has a deep and fun cosmic side to their universe. Mm-hmm. And I think between her adventures with the Kree, also you have the Guardians, you could open up for Quasar projects, maybe a proper Nova project, whole bunch of fun stuff. Yeah, that would, it's going to get crazy after this movie. Maybe they could even get the Annihilators. The least pretty- subtle super team name ever. <laughs> and hopefully they can get this deal with Fox done and they can actually get Galactus in it. From what I've heard, that's more or less a done deal. Like, there's some... A few things they have to do, but I think even they've gotten permission from the government to go ahead with the Fox buy. Good, because Galactus would be a good next supervillain. That's the main thing, is a lot of their best villains are stuck with Fox right now. Yeah, because once you once they get Fox, they get Doctor Doom and Galactus back, and that's... Kang the Conqueror. Yeah. Whole bunch of good people. Annihilus. I think they've got, I think they've got plenty of good, like, villains to work with already. I think they've just, like, done bad... Like, they've done poor jobs of, like, using them well in most cases, but they've done... You know, they've done better lately. I agree. I think the villains for Marvel movies have gotten significantly better recently. Who was that yeah. guy in the X-Men comics who used to build those giant... Was his name Arcade? Oh, yeah. His, uh, yeah, I think his name was Arcade. Yeah, giant I, used what? To, I, I used to, like, he built, would build those giant simulator things Sentinel? to, like, defeat oh. that. No, like, it was, like, virtual reality type things or robots that look like chess pieces or... Yeah, Daniel, help me out here. That's Arcade. Arcade was, like, he frequently would, like, trap random groups of mutants in, like... I, that is, it was called Murder World. And he would trap random heroes and uh, usually X-Men in there and they'd be like games for your, like, fight for your life in this game. Yeah. Yep, that guy. He'd be good. Whatever happened to that guy? (laughs) He could be a really interesting villain. I looked that up in the first, Arcade's first full appearance was in Marvel Team Up number 66, which was Spider-Man and Captain Britain. Ooh. Yeah. That's an interesting team up. Yeah. I mean, Captain Britain was a character. Was he just Captain America, but with a with more? No, tea? he was actually stronger. <laughs> uh, he had like some cosmic powers and could fly, and I think sh- sometimes shoot lasers. He was but really he was... he was far more sexually repressed. <laughs> <laughs> he was very emotionally repressed, being <laughs> British, um... and he could make a mean cup of tea. <laughs> and I think at one point his sister was Psylocke, but then like her consciousness got put into another body at one point, which is why she suddenly became Asian in the comics for a while. Nineties were a weird time in comics, friends. Nineties were a weird time. So in we comics. should go back to the nineties and two movies. Yeah, speaking of movies in the nineties, uh, the Dark Phoenix trailer came out. I watched that just a second ago because I saw it in the list, and uh, it's I'm just I'm not interested. I'm just bored with it. It looked like they were all just standing around. I didn't like the craziest thing in the entire trailer that she flipped a car over or something. Like 
I'm just mm-hmm. not into it. What the director has been saying, he's like, oh, you've only seen a tiny portion. There's so much more to the movie. They've said... Like, I would hope so. It was a minute and a half. <laughs> <laughs> the movie's all the three minutes. But uh, they've said before in interviews this was going to be a more grounded take at uh, Phoenix, which already is not the best idea. But they've said they're still including like the fact that there's space travel and the Shi'ar. And so it's like, oh yes, it's going to be a grounded look at the Phoenix featuring Lilandra, Queen of the Shi'ar Empire. <laughs> I just, I don't even know what they're no. doing with that. I must know, I must know though, it's funny you mentioned that, Noah, because one of the things that registered with me in that trailer was that she throws a car to the side. And I was thinking, that is like the, the greatest, like, what kind of power grab can we show like what's the heaviest thing she can throw like she she can't throw a building because it's anchored to the ground the, literally the heaviest thing she could throw would be like a car or a truck right so, yeah. so anytime you want to show how powerful somebody is you have them destroy a car or a truck and if it's like if it's phoenix she should be able to throw a building yeah she, like she, phoenix could throw a planet yeah, and like, she's just like the flipped thing. a car over. Yeah, this is one of like Phoenix is a cosmic entity. God, that'd be of- so great if in the trailer she was like just like waved her hand and the moon went flying away into the universe. <laughs> like, <flying out. laughs> she just knocked yeah. Pluto out of the solar system entirely. She <laughs> traded the moon and Pluto places. She's like, our moon's too small, Pluto. <laughs> but it's like. The Phoenix is one of the most powerful cosmic entities in the Marvel Universe. It's the force of rebirth. It is... In the comics, like, what made it so dangerous was, like, at first you're like, oh, Jean Grey's suddenly gotten really powerful, and she's super strong, and that's awesome, and she's saving the day, and then suddenly it's like, oh, now she's turned evil. One, they're skipping basically all the good part, and they're just jumping straight to she's evil. Yeah, but the good part's boring. No, it wasn't! (laughs) Here, I thought the most powerful force in the cosmos was one of those one-way zip ties that, like, <laughs> only tightens and won't untighten. Well, that is how you can stop the phoenix. I think that's how Tony Stark fought the phoenix. That would be so hilarious if that was the phoenix's weakness. <laughs> oh, man. They just zip tied her hands and was like, try doing that shit now. Oh, no, you zip tied my hands. That completely negates my mind powers. Ah, my mind powers! <laughs> but, like, it's just weird, because they briefly, at the end of X-Men Apocalypse, which is also a whole nother bag of dumb movie, they, like, she had a brief moment... Hey, sir, I brought you an entire... I brought you a bag of dumb movie! <laughs> I brought you a bag of dumb movie! It's X-Men Apocalypse, Green Lantern, and Batman v Superman, Dawn of Justice. <laughs> But she she shows up and briefly sort of is the phoenix right at the end in order to defeat Apocalypse. Because I guess they just wrote themselves into a corner. And now she's just going to suddenly be evil Dark Phoenix. And it looks like it's, you know, Xavier and the X-Men and Magneto and the Brotherhood of Mutants having to team up to fight her. It doesn't look that good. It really doesn't. And it's 
It's supposed to be set in 1992, which means we're doing another time jump. And I saw someone point out that means we are now chronologically in the movie series 30 years post X-Men First Class and no one appears to have aged. Well, well no fact, mutants just age all at once. So you get, they would stay the same looks until they turn about like 40, 50, then they just turn into old people. Well, no fact. Yeah, and, like, they show a bunch of scenes where, like, Hank McCoy suddenly can control his transformation, and that wasn't a thing in even the last movie. And I... You think that they were... You think they were rushing to get that trailer out because they didn't want all the 90s jokes to get stolen by Captain Marvel? Like, maybe they had a joke in there about uh, Blockbuster 2, and then the Captain Marvel trailer come out, and they're like, oh, shit! No, no! I'm gonna say they weren't rushing to get the trailer out, because this movie was originally supposed to come out in November. And it uh, it has gotten delayed to February 14th, because it's truly the best romantic epic of our time. This could potentially be, especially if you... Like, the YouTube comments are all people going like, I think this is gonna be the last Fox X-Men movie. And I saw one for one where it's like, this might be the last time before we just get Logan cameos all the time. It, it, I mean, I, I mean, speaking as a person who used to love the X-Men. Oh, yeah. I didn't need, what was the last one called? Apocalypse. Yeah, okay. I didn't even have, I didn't even see it, nor have I sought it out, nor have I when given the opportunity to watch it, which I have on TV or HBO or what have you. Chosen to watch it. I have no interest in it. I mean, like, that's... And I'm a guy who, like, loved, like, the, the first two X-Men, at least. And I pretty liked uh, Days of Future Past pretty well. Um, and I, first I Class was first real good. Class. First Class was real good. Yeah. I'm not gonna lie. First Class is probably my favorite X-Men movie. Yeah, I would agree with that. And for, for some reason, I just have zero interest at all. It's... Apocalypse was so bad, and just... The whole problem with the X-Men series just has a great movie, then a shit, then like five shit movies. They do two good movies, then the third one drops the ball, and the fourth, this is one of the first times we had a fourth one in the series, unless you count X-Men Origins Wolverine, (laughs) which... If we're going by that logic, does not bode well for this. <laughs> but just so much of this even reminded me of X3 and when they tried to do the Phoenix. Of it's like, oh, here's Jean Grey looking forlornly at a suburban area. And I'm just like, I've seen this movie and it wasn't good then. It just has no... It, it seems to have no personality. Uh, you know, like, and I don't know, mm-hmm. I don't know if that makes sense, because I'm sure it does... But like you look at like an Avengers trailer, and then you look at an X that X Men trailer, and you can just see the life in an Avengers trailer, and you can't see any of that in like the very basic color palette of the X Men trailers, and it's just mm-hmm. like it just doesn't breathe, you know. And and I'll say it has no unique style, mm-hmm. because like First Class had a unique aesthetic and style, and they did fun tricks with the editing. And that was Matthew Vaughn who did that one, who's also known for doing the Kingsman movies. It was really good, and then they've since kind of turned it back over to Brian Singer, and I think someone else is directing this. Uh, Simon Kinberg is directing this. But 
they've just gotten super generic. Yeah, I mean, look, if you look at, like, look at an Avengers movie, and you have, what, seven characters, five to seven characters who are all very engaging. You know, that you're very interested Mm -hmm. in all of them. And then you look at that X-Men, I watched that X-Men trailer, and I'm not invested in any of those people. Like, I I like Professor X and Magneto, but that's only because I like the first two movies. That's it. I mean, like, none of these other characters, there's any sort of foothold I can even get into being interested in them. And I think most of why I even still like Xavier and Magneto is just because I like James McAvoy and Michael Fassbender. Mm -hmm. They're two fantastic actors who still give it their all in these movies, which is more than can be said for Jennifer Lawrence. Jennifer Lawrence has the look of someone who signed a large contract before considering she'd be stuck in this movie franchise forever. And who plays Cyclops in this thing? Um, I think it's Ty Sheridan, who was the lead <laughs> okay. in Ready Player One. Yeah, and and the guy that's Beast is the guy from that Warren Bodies movie, right? Nicholas Holt. Yes. Right? He's boring. And yes, Everybody's Ty Sheridan boring. is Scott Summers. Sophie Turner is Jean Grey, who in X-Men Apocalypse showed zero emotion at all times. She was just hyping herself up for Dark Phoenix. Yeah. I don't care about this movie. Get to the Dark Phoenix. Was Ellen Page in one of these movies, or am I dreaming that? Yes. She was in X3 and also Days of Future Past. She was Kitty Pride. Okay. And Gambit has not been in any of them, correct? Even though they keep talking about it. Gambit was in X-Men Origins Wolverine. That didn't happen. Played by Taylor Kitsch. Okay. Even though I enjoy the jokes from the Deadpool movies about that, like that movie still didn't happen. <laughs> I'll say this: Taylor Kitsch's Gambit wasn't terrible. It wasn't, but that, that it was a good part in the otherwise really, really bad movie. I still refuse to acknowledge that was a movie. The canon of X Men movies is so crazy. Anyway, it's who's to say what's in canon and what's not. Is there anything about this movie that maybe has you all excited? That it's probably the last one. The part where she throws a car. The part that she throws a car around. Yeah, I'm pretty excited. I've never seen a super-powered person throw a car. I, I really hope she throws a car, then Beast just goes, Oh, big deal, and just slips the car himself. That just, oh, that... And then it just becomes like a contest where everyone's like, Well, I can throw a car, too. I can throw this semi. Cyclops just, like, hits a car and tries to flip it over. Magneto just lifts the cars up and flips them over. And then, so that they can make sure you know it's the 90s, one of them flips a car over and, like, just boxes of Goosebumps books fall out of the back of it while it's flying through the air. (laughs) They just spill everywhere. I just really hope, like, this whole thing flipping cars gets to the thing and Magneto just gets so pissed, just lifts a building, like, see, I win! Stop! And then calls someone a fart knocker, because it's the 90s. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and then they'll go see a Kevin Smith movie. (laughs) As if. (laughs) Look, let's all just listen to some Nirvana and then (laughs) calm down. (laughs) I will say the whole, like, we're going to show you something cool in superheroes. Oh, look, she flipped a cart. Just reminds me of the Inhumans trailer when it came out before that train wreck of a show hit and you have black bolt who like the whole his whole thing is black bolt is a character who cannot speak 
because he has a voice that can level like mountains. <laughs> sure. it, it's it's one of those like he can't <laughs> just like fully... Celine Dion. <laughs> <laughs> Black Bolt, the son of Celine Dion, inherited her voice and can just destroy mountains with it. And like they did something of like he gets punched in the stomach or something in the trailer, and he's like goes like oh, and like. I remember me as a fan, I was like, oh, he's just destroyed that city block. And then they show one single car flip over, and I'm like, oh, come on. What if he's just shy, and he's just taking advantage of the fact that, like, there's bunches of mutants around. So he's like, uh, my mutant powers can't talk. <laughs> it's just Maybe. an excuse. Maybe. He just learned sign language and wanted to really show it off. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite mutant is Car Flipper. Which which uh, team is that guy on? <laughs> I think Car Flipper has been on both the Brotherhood and the X Men at some point in time. Sometimes at the same time. <laughs> this movie was one that got delayed, along with the New Mutants movie, which seems to have gotten super delayed as well. I've heard rumors that they're doing massive reshoots to that, and even adding a new character or two. How does that how does that happen? Do focus groups say we this movie needs another character? I mean like how does that work? I really like I really like <laughs> movies with three people in yeah. them. You know what? There's nobody in this movie that has red hair. Okay, let's put it in. You know what this movie needs? This movie needs Steve. I think you should have a Steve in this yeah, movie. Yeah, I like what you've done with the movie, but I just wish there were about ten percent more people in it. I mean, really, I mean, think about how shitty does your movie have to be if a bunch of goofy idiots who you dragged in off the street came in and they didn't like it so much you rewrote the whole thing and added more people to it. Well, I mean, if we're going with rumors, you also had Justice League have a similar deal. And you can kind of tell with uh, how that mustache looked that they added a whole lot more Superman into that movie. It's it's a weird thing, especially because like the cast and some of the crew have all been like, "Oh no, we're really happy with how New Mutants turned out," and it's we think it's a great movie. And then you just hear like it's being sent for like two months worth of reshoots, <laughs> and you're like, "Oh okay." So you don't like it that much. I was just saying, are people in movies even allowed to say that any project they're working on is bad? Like. No. I feel like no. no matter what, they're going to say, like, oh, I've just loved working on it. It's one of my favorite projects I've ever done. Like, if anything, they can, like, in 20 years in an interview, say, that movie wasn't my best work. Um, like, uh, what was it? Steven Spielberg said in an interview about Hook, he's like, that's the movie of mine I might want to, like, I kind of want to go back and watch again at some point, because I really hate that one. <laughs> if they did two months of reshoots and added a character to that movie, essentially the trailer we've seen for that movie is completely moot at this point because uh, it oh, takes yeah. what like it takes probably four to six months to shoot a movie. If you just reshot it for two months and added a person, you're probably looking at an entirely different movie in a lot of ways. Well, and think of it, we got the trailer for New Mutants around this time last year. And then we've heard nothing since. Because I think originally it was scheduled for springtime this year. That got delayed. Um, 
it for a while it was just delayed indefinitely and i still don't think it has a release date so i guess it is still delayed enough indefinitely and the other thing they might run into is depending on when the fox disney buyout happens who knows they like, might just who kn- scrap it just be like yeah this wasn't gonna work I mean, they've spent a lot of money on it to suddenly scrap it, but who knows? Yeah, but that was Fox money, not Disney money. Wouldn't it be great if a bunch of people went to a test screening, a bunch of strangers, and then somebody during the movie just started like a whisper campaign to to everybody, like, tell them this movie needs a dog, pass it on, tell them this movie needs a dog, (laughs) and then they put a dog in it, and then just that random group of strangers... Can look at that movie and go, I, I did that. I made that dog happen. <laughs> like, we all told him it needed a dog. There's the dog we got for that. You're movie. welcome, dog. Yeah. <laughs> that was how the movie Airbud changed when they first showed it to, uh, <laughs> to audiences. They just, it was missing something, and someone said, like, maybe, maybe just a dog playing basketball. Yeah, it was just about a boy who sucked at basketball. Yeah. Like, who, who I never, got, never got any better. Never really learned how to shoot. He just liked to headbutt it in. And they're just yeah. like, you know what? This would be better if that was a dog doing that. Yeah. It was Andy Circus in just a green motion capture suit with like, the whole movie. That should be something else. No, it was it was uh, Jean-Claude Van Damme in the original Predator outfit. <laughs> Which just looks like a giant lobster. If if you've never seen that, go look it up online. It's fantastic. Uh, by the way, looks like New Mutants has a release date. I get, I'm I'm gonna say tentatively, even if they've confirmed this for August second, twenty nineteen. Is this something your sources wow. are telling you? This is something the internet is telling me. So, like, literally, <laughs> so like, I texted <laughs> Maisie Williams, and she said that's when it's gonna air. I don't want that's that. That's a long man. time. <laughs> I mean, who knows? Maybe it'll turn out good. I don't know how many goes through two months of reshoots and it turns out good. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there are movies that have been fixed by some reshoots. And the, all of that stuff is, like, rumors from set, so who knows how accurate it is. I don't know. I, I just don't know with the X-Men movies with Fox right now. Because they're just... They seem to be underwhelming at the best. They probably just know this is going to go to Disney and they're just probably going to reboot it all, so why, why do we have to put in effort? Maybe. Probably. When they hand that over to Marvel, and I think like some Disney execs have even basically said once all this has gone through, they're just going to hand all that stuff over to Kevin Feige and he'll do what he wants with it. I mean, so, it, it's been working out for him recently. Yeah. Well, guess what? It'll be fine, because no one is attached to these characters at all, as it is. And I'll say that could be even part of the problem with a lot of those movies, is they just instead do, like, time jumps, and they're like, oh, while you were gone, and we jumped ahead ten years, these people really like each other now, and they're friends. And you're like, but I've not seen that, so, like, why do I care? 
Like they, we might come into this and they're like, "Oh, by the way, you know, Scott Summers and Jean Grey are in a relationship now, and they're super happy together." Sorry, you missed it. But like, I won't care. It turns out Scott Summers is really into pegging. Oh no! <laughs> oh no! <laughs> I'm not gonna let that derail us, because <laughs> because I, I feel like. They're sort of assuming everyone has read the X-Men comics and knows these relationships, and so they're just going to be like, yeah, we don't have to explain that. And I just want to be like, you really should, though. Majority of your audience doesn't know that. Is that a real thing? What? What David just said. <laughs> no, we're moving on from what David said. Oh. <laughs> okay. Well, he said that, and then you're like, let's not talk about the relationships these people have. So I'm like, okay, well. No, I said let's not talk about that. I mean, let's be honest. This is a new era of weird stuff in comics. Look. Yeah, let's not kink shame Jean Grey and True. Scott Summers. Well, first of all, I feel like that would be something that would come out during his relationship with Emma Frost, which came after Jean Grey. Because Emma Frost did all kinds of weird stuff with Scott Summers, and so if, if that was going to happen, I would assume there. That's January <laughs> Jones, right? Emma Frost? That was January Jones in, yes, first class was Emma Frost, and they've since killed her off. Off screen, there was just like, I think, a file in Days of Future Past that's like, she's dead. Am I yeah, hearing things? I could have swore I heard somebody chugging water. Yeah, I heard that too. That's me. <laughs> okay. I was going to edit that out, Noah. <laughs> <laughs> Not now. I'm just going to yeah. keep bringing it up every keep time. Keep bringing up the water. <laughs> hey, remember earlier when Daniel yeah. was chugging that water? <laughs> Continuity wise, you can't think it out. Uh, water. <laughs> you all are evil. What kind of water was it? Poland. It's Kroger brand water. Poland Kroger spring. brand water. Nice. Did you say Poland? <laughs> yeah. Do you have uh, Do you have much of it left, or did you get it much mostly all in one go? <laughs> there's There's still a lot. I was just taking a little drink. Mm-hmm. Of okay, all things to get derailed by, it's gonna be chugging water. Yeah. <laughs> Me trying to hydrate. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I took a I took a Mucinex before this. I know how to party. Oh damn! <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we'll move on from. I don't even know how I'm gonna edit that. <laughs> Let's talk about comics for a bit. There is a controversy in the world of DC Comics. Boom! Boom! Batman has shown his penis. Mm. Yes, it has. Consensually? I mean, he he was kind of alone. I mean, it's... Okay, (laughs) let's get into this. Okay, he was alone with his computer. (laughs) (laughs) So, Batman damned... Number one. Batman, damn! Damn! <laughs> I was... I know! I was... <laughs> the second I paused, I knew that was coming. Oh! <laughs> Congratulations, Chris, for winning that race. <laughs> Good job, Chris. <laughs> um, Batman, damned, number one, came out last week. 
Uh, this is the first of what DC is call- calling its DC Black Label line. They are supposed to be comic stories. Most of them are by very well-respected writers and artists. Uh, this is supposed to be for more mature audiences and be more mature content. And they decided to show that by having Batman strip naked while walking into the Batcave. And in silhouette, we all got to see what the bat pole looks like. You can't convince me it's for mature audiences. Like, they're not there like, okay, okay, let's be mature about this. It's just Batman's dick. Let's all be adults. But it is Batman's dick. Let me get a fine brandy and read this. I just wish everyone would take my writing seriously. I just, what? What does that add to the story? It adds absolutely nothing. It was absolutely pointless. You basically had it shaded out already. It's just like, wait, wait, don't shade it out completely. It was already in silhouette. They just left the outline of it visible. There were also people who were like, you can see Batman's butt. But that's like, look, that is not even what we're focusing on right now. And, like, this has gotten... Granted, this has gotten the media attention. I've heard both Colbert and Seth Meyers talk about it, as well as countless other jokes about it online. It has also found controversy, uh, because a group... Oh, boy. Let me pull up this link. A group of genital rights activists... (laughs) A general rights organization is upset. What a bunch of ball busters. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Classic. They are upset over the new Batman comic, not for the fact it showed it, but for the fact that it is visible in the silhouette that Batman was circumcised. And they are very much against circumcision and wanted DC to apologize for making one of its premier superheroes circumcised. I mean, how often do they get to be in the news? I'm sure they just jump on any they jump on any <laughs> dick they can get their hands on and uh <laughs> you know. True, this is I guess a story that doesn't come up that often, especially in our sphere of news. Yeah. You, you do realize it. that this is going to cause the original prints to these to be worth so much more money because they had to reprint them all. So if you go buy one now, it's not going to have it. For all future reprints, so if you get a first printing, you will be able to see this in all its glory, I guess. If you get the first print, save it because that's going to worth be a look with all my. Hey, do you have the comic with Batman's dick in it? It actually probably will. Is the weird thing I didn't pick this up because I had no interest in it. But now maybe I should have, because, you know, it's probably going to be worth it. If you become a millionaire from it, you owe me at least, like, 250 <laughs> I don't think it's going to be worth a million dollars. I mean, it's I don't see that happening, David. But yeah, it is removed. It is not in the digital version of the comic. It will not be in future reprints of the comic. They're just going to leave it as a silhouette where you can't see it, like which the- is arguably what they should have done initially. I mean, if I'm being honest, the Batsuit's pretty tight. I feel like I've been seeing Batman's dick for years. 
<laughs> I mean, probably. To me, I find it weird, so it's like he just hops out of the car and is immediately like, alright, naked time. I mean, that's... Uh, I mean, I get it. I mean, <laughs> as far as... On a hot summer night, it gets stinky in there, and you gotta just let it air out. Don't True, you go, you know like... What? I mean, you know, sometimes you just walk in the house and you just uh, need to stretch out. That's you, all. You know what? I bet the bat suit doesn't breathe super well. So he hasn't got he hasn't got there, kids or a roommate. Breathe. He hasn't got kids. He hasn't got a roommate. He's fine. No, he has kids. He has kids. He has a he ward. Has, they're they will take they will take that child away from him. No, he has a legitimate <laughs> biological son now. Who may or may not be dead, I can't remember continuity if he's currently dead. Oh, Damien's dead? He might be dead again. But Robin oh, was his died. lord, right? <laughs> he might be dead again. God. Well, look, his first ward that Chris is mentioning, he just called Dick all the time. Yeah. So now we've just seen Batman's other Dick. Yeah, so we saw his Dick all over the place. <laughs> I saw Batman and his dick downtown fighting crime the other day, just the other day. <laughs> maybe that, maybe that's why all the Robins just started leaving. It's just because they're like, I'm tired of just seeing it. He just gets out of the car and just gets naked. It's fucking weird. Why does, Bat, why does Bruce always get naked every time we get to the Batcave? It's great to be back, Robin. What do you say we get out of these clothes? Just walk around a little bit. No, what are you doing? You're so weird, it's, Batman. It's not weird. It's normal. <laughs> When Actually, recent. You're making I it weird, Robin. <laughs> <laughs> so did all I've the lovers. We don't do I've, that. I've got some hang-ups. <laughs> You're the one making it weird. Recently in the comics, they shot Nightwing in the head, and I think they're doing something that he's going to have amnesia and won't remember that he's Dick Grayson. Maybe they just did that to avoid confusion. They didn't want people confused over which dick they were talking about with Batman. <laughs> it's like, oh, he's no longer Dick Grayson. And also, frequently, Alfred is down in the cave helping out. That's gotta be uncomfortable. That's your father figure. I mean, knock. Easy peasy. <laughs> Is he supposed to knock on, like, the hood of the Batmobile before he comes out? What you, you do not know is Alfred's actually been having cataract problems for the longest time. <laughs> <laughs> Alfred's actually blind? The, the Bruce just does that to fuck with him. I, I just, like, if this is the first in their mature line of comics, do you think they go to the well again? Next, we're gonna show his b-hole. <laughs> <laughs> let me, let me bend over and pick up this batarang. <laughs> Say hello to the second bat cave. <laughs> I don't need to see the second bat cave. <laughs> I think after the backlash that that's done with. They're just like, oh, that was a bad idea. Well, it's Dang. weird. Cause it's like they got backlash, but they probably sold out of their first printing. 
What did they think was going to happen? This is great, everybody. We should see Batman's penis in every comic. Like, what do you think? What do they think the readers were going to say about that? Of you course, they I, expected this to go exactly as it went. Do you know what I wonder? I wonder if that was just the artist decision. Like he was working on it, and like the writers, were like, yeah, Batman gets out and gets out in the Batcave, and maybe like strips down to his underwear or something. He goes, "I'm gonna take it further. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna give the people what they yeah. want. I'm an artist." I feel like it was probably the flagship idea for the whole like DC Dark series. Mm-hmm. Like we got really, we got to really swing for the fences here. We got to have one that sells the whole concept. Batman's. Here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna show Batman's ding dong. And we're gonna give Wonder yeah. Woman some serious T H O. Oh God. Does anyone have any other Batman dick jokes? I know we've been saving these up for all this time. I think I blew my wad on that one. (laughs) (laughs) Bazinga. Well, I think we rose to to the occasion on that one, so we can probably just end on a high note. Thank you all for joining us for the most serious show in all of nerd culture, Nerds for Normal People. Uh, feel free to send us any questions you might want us, or any questions or topics you want to talk about. You can find me at Daniel Dunstan, and please also review us on iTunes. It really helps the show out, and it helps me feel like I'm not talking into a void with three of my friends. David, do you have anything you want to plug? Stay hydrated, kids. <laughs> Damn like, it! Like... <laughs> 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 you followed me at at the <laughs> Whenever you get thirsty, check a bottle of water, guys. I'd like to I'd like to plug recycling, and specifically bottled waters. A lot of people don't realize how many bottled waters they consume in their day to day. So it'd be really cool if you uh you know recycle those. Like right, Daniel. <laughs> I hate you all. I was, we were so close. I was like, I can probably cut that. No, no, it's got to stay in. Because you all decided the entire end of the show was going to be Daniel had to drink water. (laughs) I'm recovering from being sick. Be be patient. You hate us all, but I thought we were your friends. All right, Chris, anything you want to plug? Nope. Uh, Funk has a situation on iTunes. Uh, you can check it out. It's not nearly as in-depth as this, but uh, we do hit a whole bunch of stuff in each episode. And it's always a lot of fun. Well, thank you all for joining us, and as always, see you, nerds. Bye.